All right, here we are, episode two of the Game On podcast. So, last episode, Mitch, you said that the Colts were the third best team in the AFC. So, how, why do you think that when they didn't make the playoffs last year? <laughs> this feels like Groundhog Day. Well, <laughs> I like the Colts. I really like Phillip Rivers. I think that his situation in L.A. is unfortunate. What's weird to say L.A.? L.A. San Diego. But I think his situation there was unfortunate. I think the Colts are going to dominate their division this year. I don't see anyone really coming close. Maybe Tennessee. But even then, I don't think Tennessee is all that. Um, so the Colts, I think, are going to dominate their division, which helps a lot because you have teams like the Steelers who are going up against the Ravens. That's a tough division. Um, so the Colts are going to dominate their division. They have a really young team. I like their defense. they got a few Ohio State guys in their defense. Um, the receiving core is pretty nice. T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, et cetera. So I see, uh, I see Annapolis being a team that's going to surprise a lot of people. I think they're going to have a solution for some of these uh, Goliath teams. So it'll be interesting to see. I like the Colts a lot. So you're telling me that you are picking a team that went 7-9 and nine last year, and all they did was add a 37-, 38-year-old Phillip Rivers. They who- did draft Jonathan Taylor. Okay, I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. But you have, you know, they they had Philip Rivers, who I mean, personally, I don't know how much of an upgrade he is from Jacoby Brissett at at this point in his career. I mean, I understand the Chargers were riddled with injuries last year. But the team went five and eleven. Offense wasn't really looking too good. I mean, I I don't really I didn't see what? too much from him that looked nothing much from him looked worth signing. I don't think he's gonna be a game changer to a football team. The experience factor might help them improve by a game or two, but I mean, you have the Tennessee Titans who went nine and seven, but that's that nine and seven record is also out of context. They started out two and four switched quarterbacks and won seven of their last 10 games. They're bringing back the same team this year. I mean, I, I like the Titans to win that division and I understand the Texans lost Hopkins. So I think maybe the Colts could get second place in the division, but I don't see how you could pick any other team other than Tennessee to win it. Well, let's see what other teams are bringing back a 38-year-old quarterback this year, and that was their only offensive addition. Okay. How did Ben Pittsburgh Steelers. How did did Roethlisberger look the last time we saw him play? I think a whole lot better. No, no, don't say that. Don't say that. It wasn't good. (laughs) Yeah, didn't they lose 33-6? to They got blown out by the Pats, and he looked awful. But not many quarterbacks looked good versus the Pats last year. So that's – I'm not no, – Especially the first half of the season. You saw the guy yeah. play a game and a half. I mean, what are you going to knock him for? Like, Well, yeah, but you just said he looked good. He, he did look, look – Okay, look I good. didn't mean the game against the Pats. I meant the season before that. Right. So, But that's, that's, that is two years ago, though. And they had a much better offense than they do now. Just based okay, on so talented that, it's, it's hard to My, make that debate because I think like, Roethlisberger's a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers. I mean, argue with me if you want, but that's just my opinion. He he was, but we you, we just haven't seen him off of off of this injury. This is not an injury that typically. Well, we know Phillip Rivers declined last year. I don't expect Ben to decline more than he did. Phillip Rivers didn't have Tommy John surgery. Philip Rivers, I think, had better weapons in L.A. than he's going to in Indianapolis. I'm not saying Philip Rivers is good. I'm just saying he can throw a football, and I feel good that he can physically throw a football. I think um, – Fine. I mean, their first two picks uh, they took, Michael Pittman at a USC and then really Jonathan Taylor, two, two really picks that picks. really helped their offense. 
whereas the uh, the Chargers weren't really going anywhere uh, offensively, at least. Oh, the Chargers had a good offense. They, they had, hen, um, they had on on paper, yes. But then it was always like it's a one possession game, and then they can't win those games. I feel like that. I don't think that was due to a lack of talent on the offense. I think that was because Philip Rivers didn't play well. But that that's just me. So I mean, I like. I like both of the teams you guys said. I do think the Colts are going to be a lot better than they were last year. Not just because the Rivers edition. I just feel like they made a lot of other good picks and they underperformed last year in general. So I think they'll be better. The Steelers, if Ben's healthy, I think they could be the 13. But I'm definitely not going to bet on it because I'm not going to bet on a 38-year-old coming off Tommy John surgery. So I'm going to base it off of what I actually saw last year. And what I saw last year was of these three teams, the Bills were easily the best team. I get the Steelers have a really good defense, but the Bills have a better defense, according to statistics. And I like that they have that shutdown corner that the Steelers don't have. Not that the Steelers' corners are bad. I'm just saying they don't have that one guy that you put on the other team's best receiver and say he's not getting the ball today. But who has a better cornerback duo? Bills or Steelers? I mean, probably, I don't know, Tredavious Tredavious White's so much better than anyone on the Steelers that I don't think it really matters. I think the Steelers have the most underrated quarterback or cornerback duo in, in the league. I mean, I, I, I just, mean, I, if you're putting hey, Hopkins on Joe Hayden, I think Joe it, Hayden's going to get crap. Just because nobody talks about him doesn't mean they're not good. I'm not, again, I'm not better than Tredavious White, but that's not my point. But I really, I mean, I think the Bills have a better defense than the Steelers in the first place. And then just, now, now you look at the offense, and I think from a weapons perspective, I have Singletary's. I think Singletary's as good as any back in the Steelers. Because Connor's just never healthy, so I don't know if he even counts. Um, Steelers pick is contingent on them staying healthy, but I think if Connor's healthy, but, but the it's who will be the third team to contend in the AFC, and if I don't bet on the Steelers staying healthy, so I don't think they're that third team. Okay, because I don't, because I could say I I'm picking the Bills contingent that Josh Allen wins MVP. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Okay, then my pick isn't contingent on anything. The Steelers are going to be the best, third, third best team in the AFC this year. I think based based on what we actually saw last year, then based on natural progression, and the addition of Stiggs, I just think the Bill the Bills have the best team, and they have more coming back that we know what we've seen in the last year, and I just think they're the most set up. They're going to of these three teams, I think they're the only one that we feel confident about winning their division. So that home, that first home game, at least, not obviously, no playoff games a guarantee, especially in the AFC, where I think the top seven teams are, other than Baltimore and Kansas City, those next five to seven teams are really close. I don't the home the home field advantage of Buffalo in the playoffs. Like, do you know how cold that is? Some especially not, if we have a delayed season. Teams are not gonna have teams are not gonna handle playing in Buffalo in January well. Like, that's just not fun at all. But we're not talking about the team's ability to win in the wild card round. Well, but I'm saying if you win in the wild card round, you're at least in the final four, and we're saying to be three. Yes, but we're also – I mean, I know we're only arguing for the third best team, but I think in order to be the third best team, you have to actually have a decent chance of beating one of the top two teams. And if I had to pick one team to dethrone one of those top two in Baltimore and Kansas City, my pick would be the Steelers. Like, I just don't think the Bills are – I don't think they're built to – beat either of those teams well the bills well the bills played in baltimore last year lost by seven the bills are better than they were last year so i think that that that's just that's a football game I, they could win they might lose last year too. what i think the ravens are better than they were last year too i'm not saying that they aren't i'm just saying that i think buffalo's ahead of any other team like like for you to say that they 
the Buffalo is not the third best team because they can't beat Baltimore. I could say the same thing. Pittsburgh's not the best third best team because they can't beat Baltimore. They can't beat Kansas City. Give me a divisional round playoff game. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Lamar Jackson hasn't won a playoff game yet. I'm taking the Steelers any day. I think. So then why why wouldn't you pick the Bills at? Watch Lamar Jackson's highlights of his two playoffs. Why wouldn't you pick the Bills at Baltimore then? Because. The experience factor that Roethlisberger has completely goes away when you substitute it with Josh Allen. What about the talent? Josh Allen's not beating Lamar Jackson in a playoff game? Oh, yeah, because Lamar Jackson's been so great in the playoffs that you need to be a future Hall of Fame quarterback to beat him. What can he help? 12 passes? It was his lack of experience. When you pit him against a quarterback who has even less experience, I mean, I don't really – I don't think that the Bills would beat the – Ravens in the playoffs. I just don't think that would happen. I just don't. I don't think how you can be. I don't understand how you can possibly be so confident that the Steelers would beat the Ravens and then turn around and say the Bills can't beat the Ravens. Like, okay. I, I, I just don't get. I don't get where this is coming from. It's just. I just don't think they would. Any anyone can beat anyone. I just don't think it would. I don't think it's going to happen. And again, I'm I'm not I'm not letting this slip away because I have all my notes typed out here and I I need to give my points that this defense was top five in the league last year TJ Watt and and what yards yards and points both both of them is fifth in both TJ Watt 25 that guy is a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate so yeah so Steelers were five Bills were three and Bud Dupree are one of the best edge rushing probably the best edge rushing duo in the league you have a 23 year old all pro and make up the Patrick. Um, you had a rookie of the year candidate in Devin Bush, who's going to be back better than last year. I mean, yes, they lost Javon Hargrave, but they also didn't have Stefan to last year. Add him back, and they're not going to miss Javon Hargrave that much. All right, so, so, I think so your biggest thing for the Steelers is their defense, but the Bills are better than the Steelers in every single defensive stat last year. I uh, Last year. I'm saying that the Steelers' defense is going to improve this year. The Bills are not going to take that step forward that the Steelers are. Do you, do you, know, how, I, do you, know, I, do you know how young the Bills are? We're talking about this year. We're not talking about last year. You say that like the Bills have an old defense. because They different. don't have a young defense. Yes, they do. They don't have their, the previous best, they don't have their best defensive players all improving by the year. Maybe they, they won't get worse, but I just don't think they're going to get better. Oh, so – you're right. If they don't get worse, they'll be second best in most statistics. So I feel like you're, you're right. That's awful. No, because the Steelers are going to improve. Just because the Steelers – or just because they're not going to get worse doesn't mean other teams won't get better. Tredavious White, they're 24 years stay, old. They're ranking if, just because they stay the same in their productivity. Uh, let me just say this. I Googled NFL strength of schedule. Uh, the Bills are tied for fifth, and the Baltimore Steelers are – 31st um, above, well, yeah, I guess above only the uh, Ravens. I think the Steelers have an easy schedule, and that's fine for the regular season, but I'm saying that odds are they'll be on the road in the playoffs, right? In the first round? Yeah, well, if they don't win their division. Yeah. They're gonna be I, I don't think anyone's – are anyone picking can... them to win the division right now? I'm not picking them to win the division. Right, so, they'll be on the, so they'll be on the road. Is everyone here picking Buffalo to win the AFC East? Sure. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not, so, okay, so we say the Bills. Who the third seed is going to be? A hard game the who the third best huge. team is. Oh, Seeding oh, doesn't make a team better. What I'm no, but I'm saying that gives them a better chance to win in the first round, get you to the final four, and if, once you're in the final four, you're pretty close to three. Okay, the Steelers are the 
five seed in the AFC this year because they're going to be the first wild card team. They're the, again, in my opinion, third best team in the conference. So they go on the road to Tennessee. They go on the road to the fourth seed. I think who, I'm going. No matter who that fourth seed is, I think the Steelers are better than that. But okay. I, well, well, I, think, I think Steelers at Titans is more likely. I might pick the Steelers in that game too, but I'm saying that's just as likely. I think that's less likely to happen than saying Bill than saying let's say Pats. Well, Pats in the playoffs are kind of. But like if we're saying Colts in Buffalo in the playoffs, I would feel more comfortable picking the Bills in that game than I'd say Steelers on the road at Tennessee, who we just saw go to the AFC Championship game. This team, okay, but this team went eight and eight last year. Again, when eight, when eight and eight with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges playing quarterback, um, James Conner missed six games, Juju missed four games, Roethlisberger missed the entire season. Basically, again, you're getting all of them back. Your defense is going to take at least a small step forward. I don't know how you can possibly argue with that. They're going to take at least a small step forward. I have this team at eleven and five. I don't see how anyone could have them winning less than ten games. I think they're going to be the fifth seed in the conference, and I'm going to also point out, I'm going to point out, Ben Roethlisberger has been to three Super Bowls in his career. He's won this conference. When three... was the last time that happened? It's not my, it's not my point. Listen to where I'm going with it before you, before you call me <laughs> out on last time it happened. I don't care when the last time it happened was. I'm going to talk about their defense, not, not Roethlisberger. And the defense is worse than Buffalo. Okay. That's yeah. true. I disagree with that. I just, I just. On what basis? Points allowed, yards, pass yards, rush yards. From last year, I'm talking about this year. We'll we'll, we'll let Cole finish his point, and then we'll move on. The Steelers' defense improved throughout the entire year last year. They started out not good. That's why their defense wasn't ranked higher. It was for two games. Yeah? You don't think Buffalo was good the entire season? Borderline great the entire season. Three Super Bowls in his career, okay? First time, 2005. The defense was third in points, fourth in yards. The offense was ninth in points, fifteenth in yards. So you're saying he's a game manager and can and can win with a good defense? Uh, yes, I'm like, saying it's like offense, half the quarterbacks in the NFL here hasn't needed a great offense to win the Super Bowl. This isn't me hyping up. I'm not hyping up Ben Roethlisberger. I'm hyping up the team. I know. I'm just saying the biggest argument is the defense, and every statistical category says the Bills are a better defensive team, and we're saying they'll at least have a home field advantage if they ever play. Again, I'm not arguing a first-round playoff game. I'm arguing who can make a deep run in the playoffs. And I think so this, we're saying I, we're saying Pittsburgh in the first round. The Bills might win at home in the first round. They're going to lose in the next all round. Right, let, all right, hold it. Listen to this. But let's say both teams win in the first round. Bills would then go to Baltimore, I think, based on seeds, and Pittsburgh would go to Kansas City. I would feel so much better with the Bills winning in Baltimore. Than the Steelers and winning in Kansas City. I wouldn't at all, and I don't know where you're pulling these seeds, these seeding from. And right, who's, could... who's better, the Chiefs or the Ravens? Um, Chiefs. Okay, so one Ravens. Okay. two. I'm just saying Bills you don't know what's gonna happen. But anyways, okay. Last time the Steelers won the Super Bowl, 2008. Defense was first in points and yards. Their offense again, 20th in points, 22nd in yards. To this day. Throughout Roethlisberger's 16-year career, that is the second-worst offense that he's led in his entire career. I understand their defense isn't going to be first this year, but I think it's going to be third. And you have Roethlisberger. I think that – I mean, I certainly think this offense is going to be better than 20th. Like, the 
this isn't gonna be this isn't gonna be the second worst offense he's ever been a part of. It's gonna be at least average, and I think that's enough to compensate for the defense not being the best in the league. I, I and they're the team's built for the playoffs. You have the most experienced quarterback in the conference in Roethlisberger, and I think that experience will play a factor, especially if the Steelers go to Baltimore in the playoffs. Okay. I think that they a chance to beat them. Last last word on this. I I agree. Experience is huge in the playoffs, but so is availability. If Ben's not playing it. Feel a lot better about Josh Allen at least being healthy by. Why are you banking on not playing when every sign points to him being ready? What's what sign? When was the last time you threw a football? Like competitively? Did he not come out and said he's ready. Yeah, I mean anyone can yeah, say I, they're ready. I can say I can play um, point guard the game tomorrow. But I mean Josh Allen is also a little injury prone. Um, he likes hurt? to not slide. The way he plays the game, he's asking to get his. Okay, leg. you say that like Ben doesn't take more hits than almost anyone in the league. I'm sure he won't be this year. I'm a little more concerned. All right. I, I think we should move on. Yeah. we got a lot of topics to discuss. So uh, moving on, um, continuing our disliking of this ESPN top 74 list, uh, we have rankings number 40 through 11. So these were a lot of players, a lot of rankings. We're starting to see a lot more current players, a lot more big names. So I'm going to pass it off to Cole. Cole, what is your problem? Jumps in here. My biggest issue, without any question, I look at this list and I see the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, at 27. And, I mean, it's just ridiculous. The guy's 25 years old, and he's already being listed as the 27th greatest player in NBA history. I, I just think it's insane. I mean, he's only in his seventh season. His accolades don't add up to – any a lot of people you see below him he's got four all-star appearances he won an mvp last year and yes he was probably on his way to another this year but as of right now he has one mvp award so i'm taking nothing away from what he's done so far and he's certainly on pace to be ranked this high eventually but given the lack of a resume he's been able to build at age 25 it's just it's embarrassing that espn has ranked him above some of these players i can list a few to stick out to me i see chris paul at number 40 um he has 10 all-stars he honest is four um, four All-NBA first teams, Giannis has won. Seven All-Defensive first teams, Giannis has won. Um, he's led the league in assists four times, led the league in steals six times. Giannis has never led the league in anything. Um, the only thing Giannis has on Chris Paul is the MVP award. And uh, even despite that, you, you debate who the best player to never win an MVP award is. I think you hear Chris Paul's name come up a lot. Um, you got Allen Iverson at 29. Um, he won an MVP. He's an 11-time All-Star. Ben Torf Finals. What? Ben to the finals. Yeah, Ben, he's, yes, he's been to the finals. Again, never won a championship, but neither is Giannis. So, I don't, again, that's, if there was one thing I could give to Giannis, it'd be, it could be that, but he, he lost, lost to Kawhi last year. Like, he hasn't really done any, he hasn't made, made a deep run in the playoffs. I mean, he's a good regular season player, but I haven't seen much from him in the postseason. I mean, and last, but certainly not least here, I think the most ridiculous of them all is, you have Isaiah Thomas at 31. I mean, it's not even about Giannis anymore. I just think that this man has to be one of, if not the most underrated player in the history of the NBA. We have the Last Dance documentary coming out right now. That's literally, I feel like it's literally supposed to make him look bad. But to me, the things he's done are amazing. I mean, he won back-to-back championships, including a finals MVP, during a time when Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird were all still in the league. He's a 12-time All-Star three-time All-NBA first team. He led the league in assists once. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else people want from him, but he was a dream team appearance away from being treated the way he deserves to be treated, which in my opinion is at least a top four point guard of all time and at least a top 25 player in history. I What I want to say about um, Isaiah Thomas and the Last Dance documentary is I think it's unfair how Michael Jordan was in tears over the question, like, um, do you think being uh, the most competitive player ever like came at the expense of being the good guy? And he's like, well, I want to win, and people think I'm the bad guy for that. He sees Isaiah Thomas as the bad guy. Yeah, no, he's very funny. Isaiah Thomas wanted to yeah, win. Absolutely. So I think that's my biggest problem with uh, Jordan in the last dance documentary. Yeah, and- um, the, the one thing about this list, um, just want to throw it out there before you continue, Cole, if you have anything else, yeah, no. is um, I got into the NBA a little later than most kids like in our age. Um, a lot of kids got into it with the big three in Miami, which is why we see a lot of Heat fans. I got into it a few years later with the Warriors dynasty. But even then, I don't see Dwayne Wade as the 26th best player of all time. I mean, never won an MVP. He was he only finished third. Third was his best MVP voting. Um, so I don't see how you have Dwayne Wade over someone like Allen Iverson or Steve Nash. I don't understand that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think D. Wade is overrated in my opinion. Um, I think a lot of people our age will disagree with that because they are Heat fans and they grew up watching D. Wade. But I, I'm just not a big uh, supporter. Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I was a big fan of that big three in Miami. And, I mean, I think a, yeah, I, I understand D-Wade being above Allen Iverson, I think, because, I mean, who you know, if you were going who by who's actually the better basketball player, I mean, I would say uh, AI a- was pretty good. AI was a very, very good basketball player. I mean, I think he's one of the most skilled players in the history of the game. And I'm not arguing that he was more skilled than Wade, but I think that the big thing is Iverson never won a championship. You have D-Wade. He won three and um, he won. He won the Finals MVP that first that first one with Shaq, right? Correct. He did carry that team. The having that Finals MVP, I think, was a long way. I mean, at least for me, I think Finals MVPs are insanely important. I think it's a it is absolutely critical to have one of those to to make yourself and make the case for yourself as an all time great. So I think D Wade having that, I think it justifies him being above Iverson on the all time. Like at least in terms of his greatness, I I do understand him being above Iverson. See, my thing with both of those, I, Iverson's resumes probably, I mean, him and Wade are kind of a toss up. I just think we have to remember, I think Wade's, some of his stats and stuff get overlooked because he took some of his prime years and played with LeBron and w- was like willing to be that sidekick when he definitely didn't have to be based on his talent. So I think that, that sometimes goes against him. But I, I could see Iverson, like those two, that's a toss up at shooting guard. And the thing with Giannis, I think if this was a career accolades list, then yes, he's wildly overrated. But uh, it just says ranking the top 74 basketball players. So if I'm looking at Giannis, I don't know if there are 27 more basketball players that I'd ra- that I think are better than him at basketball. So, I mean, that's, that's where this list, it doesn't specify what the criteria is. Because, again, I think Giannis is much more dominant than a lot of these guys that he, he might even be behind. But again, the accolades aren't there at all. So I think it depends on what we're basing this off of. But my well, my biggest takeaway which is, again, my I mean I agree with you. I think I don't know if there are, you know, Giannis's skill and his dominance right now, I don't know if there's 27 people who have had that, but 
I don't. I like to think they're not ranking it off of just who's a better basketball player. I think it's greatness is a factor, and I think that for someone who's never advanced past the conference finals and someone who's been in the league seven years, but he's only really been good for four of those years, like I, I just. No, I agree. I agree. I think he's overrated. I just think it depends on exact. It doesn't specify what they're basing this off of. So I think, I don't know. It, again, that that one again. I think he's definitely too high. But my biggest thing was looking at 13 and 14. So as Steph Curry at 13, Kevin Durant at 14. So Mitch, you said you started really getting into the NBA with this Warriors team. I don't. Yeah. I watched that team a lot. I don't. I I don't think Kevin Durant was the second best player on that team. I think Kevin Durant's been the best team on any team he's ever played on. He's seven feet tall, scores at will in any way he wants to. 27 points per game to Curry's 23 and a half. Seven and a half rebounds to Curry's four and a half. I mean, best rebounds is not a good stat for those two. Same thing with assists being the point guard, not point guard. But I just think when you see those two play on the same team at the same time, I thought it was very clear Kevin Durant was the best player on the team. Because you get the two finals they played versus the Cavs. Like, obviously, they were going to win that series because they were just unbelievably loaded. But Kevin Durant walked away with both MVPs because I he, he was better than LeBron James in both of those series. He outplayed arguably the second best player of all time. But two times out of According two. to this list, yes. yeah. <laughs> where, where Curry was put, Curry's never won finals MVP. Iguodala won the first time when they won alone. And then with Durant, Durant won both finals MVPs. So I don't know how you watch them both play on the same court at the same time and say Steph Curry's the better player when that just wasn't true. I think uh, a good amount of it is the fact that Stephen Curry has kind of changed the game. I definitely think that um, Kevin Durant's the better overall player. But you see the way the game is now and all these young boys uh, – I said young boys. <laughs> <laughs> young men like uh, Trey Young coming up and having that Stephen Curry play style. I think he's just been so innovative and he's changed the game a lot that they had to show him respect. But yeah, I think Kevin Durant is just the way better basketball player than Curry. I, yeah. And I want to go back to um, the Giannis selection at, was he 27? So a big thing in this list is potential, um, what they could do. So, I mean, after LeBron retires, I say the the only two people contesting this MVP trophy will be what Luca and Kawhi. Maybe a third comes out if they have an insane season. Maybe like Durant when he's healthy. But um, I mean Giannis could have a reign over the NBA over the next five six years. So I think that is the reason he's up higher. Um, I think it's kind of hard when you're doing a list like this to say where current players go. Um, so I think that's the main reason he's at 27, but yeah, even then he hasn't done enough to be all the way up there. Yeah. I mean, if they're ranking it off of potential, I, I kind of get it, but I, I don't think they should be doing that. Like, I, I think that this could be, this should be as of right now, who are the 74 greatest players in the history of the game. I don't think that you need to, take guys who are just entering their primes and try to estimate where they're going to be. Like, just leave them off the list and you'll make another one in a few years. And when you do, you can include them then. Yeah. But, I, I think the wording of the way it says ranking the top 74 players right. is very important. It, to wear misleading. guys, Cause it doesn't say best player. Cause I think best player, we could have Giannis even higher than 27. If it says greatest. And I don't think he's top 70. Exactly. So I don't think he's on the list. Worded it 
it's almost like they set themselves up where they lead to confusion where they can make like these bold picks and put certain guys where they are and then defend it either way. But in terms of the Curry and KD thing, I'm not disagreeing with you guys at all. I do think that Kevin Durant is the the better player, but I would I'm trying to justify ESPN's decision to rank Curry one above. And I, I personally I can see it going either way. I don't think I'm really gonna argue with it, but I think probably what went into their decisions. The biggest thing is you have Curry, first of all, is the been the only unanimous MVP in history. He has um he has two to KD has one. And I think the biggest thing probably is that although he didn't win the championship this year, Steph Curry went seventy three and nine without Kevin Durant on his team. And the year before that, Steph Curry won a championship without Kevin Durant. Whereas Kevin Durant's never won a championship without Curry. I think if he maybe if he wins one in Brooklyn, I think that immediately elevates him to above Curry. But I would have to guess that's probably the way that they were thinking when they made the yeah. list. That, that's another one where it's greatest or best. Yeah. Again, the, the resumes are just so close. Because I think, again, it is very the game, Kevin Durant's the first, since I recall, being a seven-foot small forward with a great handle, dribbles, passes, shoots. Oh, like, Kevin Durant's the most skilled players ever. Yeah. But. So, yeah, th- those two, again, it can go either way. I just was – I didn't like that only because – even just last year, we saw them play, and I not that it wasn't close because again Curry's great, but I just feel like it was fairly clear that Kevin Durant was the better player. Where again, if it was thirteen fourteen the other way, you can make the same argument that Curry did more. Yeah, those, those I'm not criticizing that ranking. Right? Mm-hmm. Those two are just a toss up. Yeah. All right. So third and fourth topics of the day. So now we're gonna go to for this MLB season that's coming up. Who do we think is going to win the MVP in each league? So, Mitch, I'm going to start with you. Who do you think wins the AL MVP this year? So, as much as I wanted to make a bold pick um, and say, I don't know, like Devers or someone like that, it's just if Mike Trout is healthy, there's no one even close. But it it always comes down to that. I think with a shortened season, uh, Trout has a better chance of staying healthy the entire year. So, I, I. couldn't bring myself to pick anyone other than Mike Trout. That see, that's where I am too. But I'm for a slightly different reason. Like I think obviously Trout's, Trout, Trout might be the best player that's ever played. When it's all said and done, like no one's been this good, this young, this consistent. Like I think we forget that he's like 26, 27. Like he's not going anywhere anytime soon. But I think there is that bit of voter fatigue that people just get sick and tired of voting for the same people over and over again, especially when it's Trout who's not making the playoffs even. But in the new proposal that they have for the season, they think there's going to be 14 playoff teams. So with 14 playoff teams, seven per league, I think the Angels have an incredibly better chance with seven than five when it comes to getting in the playoffs. So I think now, because I don't, obviously Trout's, again, the best player in baseball. I think he'll have another great season. Now he'll be in the playoffs, so, so there won't be that knock against him. And with, with uh, Anthony Rendon now hitting behind him in the four spot, you can't just walk Trout and just put guys on base for Rendon. Like, that's not something that makes sense in anyone's mind because then Rendon can kill you. So I don't – so I think Trout's going to even see more pitches this year than he's used to in the past. So I think this I think this is lining up to be his best season yet, in my opinion. And if they make the playoffs, I don't think there's any argument for any other player. That's just me. Yeah, so the thing you said, Gonzo, about, uh, like, voter fatigue and – like, I, I couldn't agree more with that. It's my, my pick for AL MVP is Aaron Judge. And, again, full disclosure, I think Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. Has been for a long time. He will be for a long time. But 
I think eventually it's almost going to turn into like a LeBron James type of scenario where just because he's the best player year in and year out, it doesn't mean he's going to win MVP every year. Um, and like you said, he hasn't exactly been on the best teams during his career. And this year's Angels team is looking pretty good, but I'm not ready to make him a sure thing to to be that successful. But, I mean, Judge, he's a fan favorite. He's the best all-around player on the best team in the AL. He's only been in the league for three years. And of those three years, he's only stayed healthy once. In that season, he hit 284, 52 home runs, 114 RBIs, 128 runs scored in 155 games. And that was good for runner-up in MVP voting. And craziest part, that was his rookie year. So, I mean, he's he, he's got more potential. He can get he can improve if he stays healthy. And you look at his stats, he's been he had minor injuries in the past two seasons. If you convert the stats over the last two years to a 155 game season, you get 2018. He'd be hitting 278, 37 home runs, 93 RBIs, 107 runs scored. Uh, last year, 2019, he'd have hit 272, 41 home runs, 84 RBIs, and 114 runs scored. So I think if Judge stays healthy this year, obviously it's a shortened season, but I kind of made this assuming it'd be a full season. But if Judge stays healthy this year, you can expect the stats to look a little more like this, I guess even a little better. And I, I like him to win the AL MVP award. My thing is I, I, I like everything you said, and I agree completely because, again, he might be the best player on the best team, which is almost instant criteria for MVP, unless you have someone like Trout who just owns, owns a sport at this point. But my the thing with Judge – where I feel like if you're looking for a Yankee, I think it would be Torres, just because I like him more as an overall hitter. Because I don't, I think he's going to hit for a higher average. But that that's some that's another conversation. But Cashman already said that if this season starts on July 4th, which it's expected to, Judge will still not be ready. He said it'll be ready mid July, yeah, early August. Completely banking on it being a full season and banking on Judge being healthy, but yeah, I mean, I guess if he misses time, I, I like Torres too. But I think my thing with. Uh, you know, Torres is a little bit shaky in the field. And I, I mean, Judge is, as much as nobody recognizes it, I, Judge is a candidate to win a gold glove every single year. He's got a cannon of an arm. He's a great right fielder. And I think Torres is maybe a little bit too flashy for me. I think he makes a lot of errors. And I think that, that could cost him in the end. Yeah, I, think, I mean, Torres' youth, I just think he's, like, I think he's more in line to take a step forward than Judge's. But I don't think Judge needs to take a step forward to, to win MVP. I just think he needs to play well. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. the Judge-Torres thing is tough. I mean, that's just whoever whoever plays better. Like, that's, again, that's a toss-up health. My thing with Trout is, again, again with the voter fatigue, I think it's going to be different, though, because I think his resume is going to look a lot different this year. Being that I think that, again, if it's if it's a seven-team playoff, I think I think the Angels will The Angels play. probably because at that point we're looking for four wild cards. So if we say Yankees, Yankees, um, Twins, and either the Astros or the A's, we could put the other team in that in a, as a wild card. The Rays in as a wild card, and then after that, I you're looking at the Red Sox, the Angels, White, White Sox, Sox, Rangers, Indians. and I think if we're looking for two of those teams, I I give I give the Angels as good of a shot. As yeah, the if it's a seven team playoff, I, I would pick the Angels to make it. I would think. And I think having again with Trout, all, he's always healthy. And he's always plays really, really well. So I just think with a playoff spot, I don't think there will be a knock on him this year that there would be in the past when he even won then. But that's me. I, I hate being this chalk and picking Trout, but I just – I can't see him. It's hard to disagree with, though. It really is. 
Yeah, I, I like making bold picks, and it was just so hard to make a bold pick for the AL because, I, I mean, I couldn't bring myself to pick a Yankee. Um, not that I would anyways because, you know, I have brain cells. But um, also, <laughs> it's just Trout is so dominant. It's insane. And I think he, especially with a 17 season, will make the playoffs. Is, would that be his first time? Second, no. Second time, but the first time he was – I think they were a wild card and got bounced. No, they were a one no, seed. No, no, they, they, no, they made it and then got swept in the first round. That's what it was. They went 0 3. By the Royals, who went on to, to the World Series that year. You're right. That's, that's that was a crazy that year because the, the, uh, the Orioles were both, big. Both, <laughs> both wild card teams went, went to the World Series that year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was Royals Giants, and then Giants beat them. Yeah. That's All insane. right. So, AL, AL, I think it's probably going to be pretty chalk. Trout. Torres, Judge, those three are probably pretty big favorites. Maybe someone from the Twins, but I think the NL is where the NL is kind of up in the air. The NL MVP kind of goes around every year, and I'm I'm going to go with Fernando Tatis from the Padres. I what goes underrated last year is how great he was. Like he was really really good. Like last year, so he hit three seventeen last year, twenty two home runs, fifty three RBIs. Like that's really good. Like for for a twenty year old shortstop. Plays great defense. But then if you look at on top of that, he only played 83 games. So now if he played a whole season and you basically multiply all that by two, he'd hit still 317, 44 home runs, 106 RBIs for a flashy shortstop. And again, if we're saying that there's going to be seven playoff teams, the Padres have a shot. The Padres have a really tough lineup with Tatis, who I'm saying in this case the MVP. Then Machado was Machado was underratedly good last year. I think like people crapped on him for having the huge contract, but he was not bad last year by any means. Hosmer's good. Will Myers is good. Like that, I think the Padres could make a seventeen playoff. And if Tatis hits, if he just stays, if he doesn't even improve, and the Padres make the playoffs, I think I think he has just as good a shot as anybody. I mean, I don't I don't hate that pick. I mean, because again, the way he played last year was was very impressive but i mean i i think this the scenario is all too familiar of rookie comes in plays half a season looks looks unstoppable and everyone expects him to be all that the next year and he's just not i mean you got gary sanchez for one um who still to this day just angers me but <laughs> gary sanchez any team that plays the red sox just sign Gary Sanchez to a one-day deal and just start him at Fenway and he'll hit it over the monster three uh, times. Because apparently that's all he can do is hit it over the green monster, nowhere else, just there. But that's the only place he puts it in front. Little, little rant. The whole the whole Tati situation <laughs> reminds me all too much of Gary Sanchez. And as good as he was last year, I don't think I would bet on somebody who's played 84 career games. I don't think but I'd have to the thing is, was Sanchez that highly touted of a prospect? Like, I know obviously he was a good dude. Player. He almost won Rookie of the Year, and he played like twenty games. No, I know. But what I'm, yeah, what I'm, that is... I'm not saying like his expectations coming in because I think Sanchez wildly over exceeded expectations. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know about his expectations coming in. I really don't. Tatis was labeled coming in as arguably the best shortstop in the league as a rookie going in. Hmm. Like, I don't think anyone picked that, but it's like this, like watch out, it could happen kind of thing. Like, yeah. Tatis was the number one prospect for years. And then he came up and delivered. Not to mention 16 stolen bases. Again, if we're multiplying everything by two, if he has 32 stolen bases. That's all. He just he does a lot of things really well. And again, I think with the Padres being a losing team every year, if he were to get them into the playoffs and have big numbers, I feel like those things go a long way in MVP voting when it comes to how your value is to your team. 
So I think that I think that's his biggest thing. That's just me. Um, well, my pick for NL MVP um, is Ronald Acuna. Um, like I said in our last podcast, I like the Braves to be that kind of a dark horse World Series contender um, behind the Yankees and Dodgers. And obviously, if I'm expecting the Braves as a team to take a step forward, I would also expect a step forward from Acuna himself. Um, I think this guy is an absolute stud. He's only played two full seasons, but he won Rookie of the Year in his first season and then took the step forward last year. He had his first All-Star appearance. He won his first Silver Slugger and finished fifth in MVP voting last year. And he's only, again, he's only 22 years old. So I expect him to improve tremendously this year. And I look at his stats from last year. I see 280, 41 home runs, 101 RBIs, and 127 runs scored. The only, the only number there that isn't MVP caliber for me is the batting average at 280. But Which obviously, not that's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. But I think, I mean, saying like actually MVP help top of the mm. league. Kind of thing. 280 is not bad at all. But I mean, I think no, that I, I agree. From a from a twenty two year old player, you, you can expect that average to increase as a player matures. So I, I like that average to be you know borderline three hundred this year. And I look at I look at the four players who finished ahead of him in the race last year. Um, I expect Mookie Betts to kind of steal some of Bellinger's thunder in L A. And same vice versa. I agree. I don't expect the Brewers to do well enough as a team for Yelich to win. Um, Rendon is obviously in the AL now, and um, I, I just don't expect Catal uh, Marte to. Uh, Replicate, replicate last year's success. So I would look for Acuna to take home the MVP this year. So I am going with that last thing you said. Um, my pick for this is Cattell Marte. Um, I think he's honestly super underrated. Oh, sure. I mean, he batted 329 last year, and it was almost like no one even knows who he is. He was an all-star starter, and everyone's like, who the hell is this guy? He's only here because the Diamondbacks need a player. Um <laughs> But I really like the way he plays. I think it's uh, similar to Trout in the way that it's flashy when it needs to be flashy, but he gets it's the job so done. Crazy. I mean, 329 is insane. Um, it's going to come down to, like it will for Trout, um, how well is Arizona going to be this year? Uh, they don't have the greatest odds to uh, win the World Series at 60-1. to 1. Um, I I, <laughs> But I mean, I hey, it's above the Blue Jays at least. Yeah, no, I agree. I like Tatis, I'd focus on them hoping they just make the playoffs first. Yeah, I feel like Tatis and Marte, oh, yeah. <laughs> if they both have huge seasons and will their team into the playoffs, I think they have great shots. We're like, I think Acuna is a really safe, good pick because, again, you, like you said, he's a great – he's already great. He's only expected to get better and that you already know the Braves are going to be good. So we're like, he doesn't have – like, I think it's his award to lose, but I just, like – like I think me and Mitch feel, I we think Tatis or Marte could come up and take it. Where I feel like, if those if if the Padres don't make the playoffs, Tatis has no chance. If Marte, if the Diamondbacks don't make the playoffs, I don't think Marte has that strong of a chance because neither one of them is Mike Trout. So I think in that way, Acuna is a really good pick. I think like I I really like that pick. I just think Tatis might have that breakout season even further than last year, which was already great, and the, get the Padres into the playoffs. And I feel like. The Padres making the playoffs and him playing great holds more weight than Acuna and the Braves staying at the two seed like they were last year, even if he is great. But if again, if the Padres and Diamondbacks don't make the playoffs, I don't, I don't think anyone's I taking it. From either going to, I mean, I guess again, I haven't thought about this whole seven team per per league thing. I mean, if they expanded to seven, maybe the Padres. I actually don't, I don't know if the Diamondbacks will either way, but yeah, I mean, if they expanded to seven, maybe they could, but. 
banking on neither of those teams making the playoffs. I just think Acuna is the probably the safe pick. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, with a shortened season, I think people who are consistent are going That's to thrive true. in this a- MVP Every bowl. bad game counts for two now. Exactly. So people who have like multi-hit uh, games are going to be way above people who like judge um, either strike out or hit a home I agree. Run. That's that's very true. All right. So this this has been a really interesting topic that other people have discussed. Shaquille O'Neal was very adamant in saying that any champ that he doesn't think the NBA should come back this year because he doesn't think that it's worth the risk being that a champion. This season does not hold the weight of a champion any other season. See, where where do you guys stand on that? Okay, I think a championship absolutely does count this year. Like, you cannot knock a team because they won a championship in a shortened season. A shortened season, it was none of their faults. I mean, you think these guys asked for a global pandemic to happen? Like, it's not their fault that the season got put on hold for a couple months. The fact that it did... It doesn't take away from the amount of work you have to put in to win a championship. It doesn't take away from the amount of success you have to have, the teams you have to be, etc. Um, coaches have to alter their entire game plans. They have to keep tabs on their players without getting to actually see them. Players have to stay in shape without organized practices. Every change happening due to these circumstances, they're all happening to every team. So it's completely fair for everyone it's not unfair for anybody can i stop you there i don't i disagree with that completely being that some teams are already back practicing and certain teams like the knicks will not be practicing in new york anytime soon like before next spring or next fall i mean we're like again a team like the magic they've been working out for a couple days now Giannis has not touched a basketball since their last regular season game so the where i am i think a sport like baseball is more likely to be considered like it counts because the season never started and everyone's at the same point going in, everyone's starting at the same time, there'd be a whole new spring training, this whole yeah. baseball, everyone's starting from the same place where with basketball, it's just, it's just so different because it's so much harder to do things on your own. Like, like I said, with Giannis, he doesn't have a hoop where he lives. He lives in an apartment. He, he was, I mean, recently has a family, but by the time there's no reason for him to own a house with a hoop. Because what is he? Twenty five years old. He he's. I mean, he's going to be a free agent in two years. So I mean, not that he's not. Not that he's leaving. I mean, that's a conversation for another day. But there's no security of buying a house in Milwaukee. So the fact that he doesn't have a hoop, anyone that's been where they are for a while and has a hoop, has such a competitive advantage. I think, to where, I I disagree with Shaq in that I want the season to come back, but I totally agree with the fact that there would be some sort of asterisk on it. Because I think the whole argument for accounting is survival of the fittest, which that's a fair point. But I don't think it's survival of the fittest when the situation is not the same, where teams are already coming back now and other teams have no chance of coming back anytime soon. Well, then that is now, I think, is up to Adam Silver to make some kind of a regulation. Because, yes, I mean, I've seen these things that, you know, certain teams are opening their practice facilities before others. And that, I do think, is unfair. I think that there should be, you know, when all the teams are ready, I don't – like, I don't care when the – teams ready they have to they should have to wait until all teams are ready but i mean that that's on adam silver now i mean that's that's his issue to deal with and i think that he should he should be taking action and doing something about it but i mean it's It's, still people are so deprived of sports i don't think saying no to anyone is fair either like if some team's ready telling them no because other people aren't that's another thing fair 
my whole argument was that it's fair for everybody. But if there's any little thing that's not, I mean, I, again, I still think a championship should count, but because it, it's, it's, it is in, in some sense, it's still on the players to keep themselves in that same physical shape. I mean, just because Giannis doesn't have a hoop, I mean, it doesn't mean he can't do anything. He can't like, shoot. How is he going to be good at basketball? And he hasn't touched a basketball. Shoot anyone. Like, what? there's nowhere to go shoot. You can't go to a gym. You can't go to a high school. I'm saying Giannis literally can't shoot. He's a bad shooter. Okay. That, well, that's a bad example. Jason Tatum hasn't touched a basketball. He's a very good shooter. Anyways, but I'm just saying it's kind of it, – it'd be kind of ridiculous to put an asterisk on a championship that a team wins this year. You have teams like the 2017 Astros, Stole Signs. Oh, uh, I, don't, I, I don't think that should – I think that's an asterisk. I understand, but that, – That's, again, another – I understand that, but that. it does count. I don't think it should, but it, it does, and that's just the reality of it. So that 2017 championship counts for the Astros. The Deflategate Patriots, their Super Bowl counts. I mean, they got away. They have a championship with no asterisk next to it. So if those aren't going to have any and a championship in a shortened season is going to, it's just it's not fair to whoever wins this year. I mean, those teams legitimately cheated, and they, they still got their championship. Nobody's cheating because of the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, if those championships count, then this year's champions should count too. Well, okay, so imagine this scenario. All this time off. Let's say we start in August and end in like October. Like, let's just say that's what happens because I, I heard that floating around. Kevin, Kevin Durant's healthy now. Kyrie oh. Irving's healthy now. What would happen if the Nets went out and won a championship when they should not have had either player in a, in any regular scenario? Because that's not survival of the fittest as much as that's like for them to be a seven seed with like like that's not their team this year. Like guys, like them having yeah. Kyrie and KD is no representation of their roster this season. Yeah, so Kevin Durant shouldn't be able to play. Why? But they can't tell him he can't play. Well, because they're gonna, you know, all they're thinking about is money. Then I'm sure they won't tell him he can't play. I'm that's why I'm just saying, if if something like that happens, or like the trail, if they're getting there are certain scenarios they where I to. that at the way that the league handled it. But if the league handles it the right way, then there's no reason that a championship should be unfair this year. I mean, I guess, you know, at this at this point, you can't bank on the league handling it the right way. But I'm thinking if they handle it the way they should be handling it, then, then the team that wins should be the team that deserved it. I see what you're saying. If the Nets win with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, that's ridiculous. I'm just not exactly banking on that happening. Um, I want to say I don't think an asterisk should be attached. Um, 1982, the NFL season had a uh, – there was a strike for the players. So they adjusted this season. It was only nine games, and 16 teams made the playoffs. Um, the Redskins ended up winning, and there's no asterisk there. No one really talks about how, oh, that's not – that's half a championship or anything. So I think for um, leagues that haven't started, then there definitely shouldn't be an asterisk. In the NBA, I think that what Shaq said of not continuing isn't fair to teams who have done well but it benefits teams like my Timberwolves who played trash and now get a lottery pick and teams that did well, there's no advantage for doing that. You did well, you get the 30th pick and you don't get to uh, reap what you sow there. You don't get to make a playoff run. You don't get to do any of that. So um, obviously not continuing the season benefits the teams that are awful more than the Lakers or the Celtics or teams like that. But even then, I don't see an asterisk being attached to the NBA if the season continues. I mean, I, 
Um, a little biased that, in him saying that because, I mean, I, if you're going to – you know, what Shaq win? Four championships? Five? Uh, I don't know. Five. Four. He's four. Four. Three. Four. 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 He won four championships. He won three finals MVPs. I mean, for a guy that did all of that, having all full seasons, I think he's probably going to – he he assumes that people who – the team that wins this year put in less work to get there than the work that he put in in all four of his championship seasons. But I just disagree with that. Like, I think, you know – just because there's no sports right now doesn't mean the, the the guys aren't still putting in work. They're 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 doing what they it's, can. It's not the guys aren't putting in work. It's that people can't put in work. They're no. doing it, and though not I everyone mean, can. Um, two thousand one NBA season gets shut down for a global pandemic. If you ask the if you ask the twenty uh, seven year old Shaquille O'Neal on the Lakers who was about to win a championship, if this should count, I'm sure he would say that it should count. It's different now because the guy's retired and he can say whatever the hell he wants. Like, it, it really, it, it just depends who you ask. And I think that Shaq's bias in him saying that. I don't think it has anything to do with what Shaq's saying. I'm saying, how can it possibly be fair when there's just straight competitive disadvantages? Like, any shortened season, I think it, it counts just as much as any other. As long as the playing field is fair for everyone, which this just isn't. Like, I, guess- I don't think there's any way you could word it and say... Zach Levine has been playing this entire time or the magic who've been back at practice now for almost a week compared to other teams that haven't been able to have their star players touch basketball. And then well, if, you're not saying, if you're saying everyone's point, a training you just camp, listed the bulls and the magic. I don't think either of those teams. No, I'm matter. just saying, I'm saying those are the, the nuggets are back. The Lakers aren't. So I guess I will, I guess, like, again, I'm still thinking about what you said about the Nets. If a team like the Nets were to win a championship I don't, this year. I don't think you can put an asterisk in depending on who wins. I think it's got to be straight up. This is, yeah. well, again, it's becoming my personal opinion at this point. But, yeah, if, like, I guess I would just have to wait and I would have to see who does end up winning the championship. If it's a team like the Nets, then obviously everyone's going to be a little bit skeptical. But if, you know, obviously the big the big the big three, the top three teams in the league all year has been the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks. If one of those three teams season resumes, one of those three teams wins the championship, I don't see how you could take it away from them and take any meaning away from them because any three of those teams would have every right to say, dude, like I was, we were going to win if the season never did get canceled. And I think it's unfair to a team like that, but if a team that wouldn't have had Kevin Durant gets him back and they win, yes, that's a little unfair. So it, it, I guess it, it, it if they're fair about it, then. But I don't. I think it would be it would it's all, it's all it. unfair to say that Kevin Durant, you weren't healthy before, you can't play. Like yeah. the, the, they're just not going to do that. Like that's not. I know they won't, but I don't see how you could disagree with. They should do that. They totally should do that. Oh, I agree. Like I just think so much has happened to where this is not normal. Like this is far from. And it's different than a lockout season where everyone comes back, everyone plays 50 games, and that's that season's champion. I think it's just so different because this is – this isn't bas- – like, not that it's not basketball, but, like, if they go down and play in Disney World in front of no fans and play in, with a, in a gym, like, that's not the NBA Finals. Like, you can't tell me that the NBA Finals is in a gym that has a capacity of 2,000 people. But that's just because that's the only way they can play. Like, this, like, this is not – it's not – Again, it's not the NBA Finals. Like you can't convince me that it's an equal playing field. When again, not everyone has the same opportunity. Not everyone has the chance. 
the same like again with a lockout season everyone's at starting at the same place and everyone has a chance to compete to get to the same place where this it's you don't have that same opportunity so i think once i like again baseball i think is fair it could happen but i think especially if basketball just comes back and starts in the playoffs like you know how rusty everyone's going to be like that takes away the whole point of the regular season like it just discredits so much stuff that already happened that it just throws so much out the window to the point where it's not a champion of this season at that point. But I still just think it'd be champion of coronavirus. Oh, unfair for whoever does win the championship to tell them that. I mean, obviously, I'm a Laker fan. I'm a little bit biased, but like, obviously, I, I that's that's the argument of not having a championship is because why would you do that to anyone anyway? Let them win, and then tell them it doesn't count. Me, yes, but it's just I'm saying it should count. Me being the Laker fan that I am. I've been going through this entire season thinking this is our year. We're, we're the best team. We're going to win the championship. And then the season gets suspended. And to hear that it might not resume, if there, if this season never resumes, I'm going to spend the rest of my life saying that we should have won the championship in this season. So at the very least, let, how, let about it, this? how about this? What if it win. comes back? The Blazers are now completely healthy, which they were never all season. The Blazers and, are not going to win the championship. I'm, no, no, I'm not saying they win the championship. I'm just saying they come back because they – Portland's getting close to being able to come back. I think they actually might be back, which I don't know why, because I thought Oregon was pretty bad, but that's not the point. I'm pretty sure the Blazers are practicing. If they come in and beat the Lakers in the first round, do you think that's indicative of the season if they now have Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins, who should not have been playing based on the fact they weren't healthy all year? Like, I, don't no. think, I don't think a team like that's going to win the finals, like them or the Nets, but they could beat Toronto in the first round because they're super rusty, and that's not fair to Toronto. I think it technically is fair to Toronto um, because every team has to prepare. Um, Every team, whether you're at home or you're at the gym, has to stay on top of it. I think this championship, if we have one, would be really indicative of who, like, the greatest coaches are, who the best motivated players are. I think that's indicative of who owns a basketball hoop, though. Uh, I think I think if you play in the NBA, really, you have access to you're, it. You're Giannis. You just lost in some kind of upset. You think, and you're getting interviewed about wh- what happened. How did you guys choke like that? You're going to say, oh, I didn't have a basketball hoop in my house. That's not what like, he's going to say, but that's going to be the reason. Well, that's a ridiculous excuse, though. How? How can you say that it's fair to play NBA playoff basketball when you haven't touched a basketball? You think they're just going to come right back and start playing right away? They're going to start practicing before they play. There, there's going to be no rust by the time games start back up. I don't think there's enough time. They're going to have months, months of practice. No, that they, well, they definitely won't have months. It'd be it would be three weeks at the most. But I was month, but still, they're going. There's just going to be no rust, and if there still is, then again, that that that's their problem. They can deal with it. See, that's I just feel like it's very ignorant to say. Just saying. You're hey, about to be honest about to win your second MVP award in a row. I, your your team is not about to suffer and lose a championship because you didn't have a basketball hoop in your house. Like, the, be, the best player on the best team isn't ready. It's pretty. It's a pretty good excuse to lose. There's no excuse to lose. No, that's, that's, that's very <laughs> uneducated to say. Rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. <laughs> Jesse James touchdown has entered the chat. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Don't even come, don't even start on that. Rhythm and, and momentum <laughs> is so huge, and when you just put that all to a halt, it's it's not the same. Look the team, the team that well, I mean, look at the Jets. The team that wins the championship is a team that dealt 
with the unfortunate circumstances the best. And that's being able to deal with something that you didn't expect, that you didn't know you were going to have to deal with, but you were able to adapt to it and you were able to overcome it. It's a different, it's different. But the I don't financial think- decisions of one player should not impact who is the best basketball team. I, I think it's less on financials than um, you're saying, Gonzo. I think, especially with a three-week practice, I think the NBA is going to do the best they can to make it regulated and make it that everyone has the same amount. I just want to say a huge thing is, as someone who picked the Jazz to win the finals this year, this um, is the 4C <laughs> Jazz are in shambles. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. What, what if a player gets coronavirus? Well, if a player gets corona again, it looks extremely bad on the NBA. Look, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell want to have their little beef because of because, yeah, Rudy got the coronavirus. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, when you're putting someone else's life in the line, I feel like that's a little you. You're very entitled. You're gonna make to me get political. Don't make me get political. I'm saying you're you're entitled to <laughs> well, did, some is the NBA putting no, people's no, lives I'm on the line? Play your own risk. Donovan Mitchell has every right to be upset with Rudy Gobert because when you put someone else's life on the line, I think you have every right to be entitled to beef. You're gonna make me get you can't. might have to come back to this right now. We got this. Yeah, some other time. All right, so finish off. Um, I believe our last topic, right, is uh, week yes. two of the NFL. Okay, so let me pull up the. Uh, does I, anyone I, have I, the schedule? Like, uh, on I, that? I, I, All right. So uh, okay. night, we got. Actually, I don't know who's home and who's away. Give me a Thursday, Thursday night, Bengals at the Browns. Give me the Browns. Browns. I am going with the Bengals here. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I think that Joe Burrow in his first oh, prime I time I mean, against the Browns, who are not good. <laughs> um, I, don't know, I think this is a game where Joe Burrow and uh, – I'd love to see Joe Burrow. Nah, and I, I think the Browns, oh, no. the Browns, are, Browns and Bengals will just split this year. I mean, I think the, the Bengals will win when it's in, in um, Cincy, but give me, give me the Browns in this game. All right, Giants at the Bears on Sunday. Look, I don't care who the quarterback is. Give me the Bears. Uh, Giants are not good. Yeah, I, I, I don't see Daniel Jones hanging onto the ball against that defensive line. I'll, I'll, I'll take <gasps> Bears. The Bears. People forget the Bears still have a very good defense. Like, oh, for sure. The only thing stopping the Bears is the fact that they don't have a single good player on their offense. Exactly. Well, Allen Robinson has. Okay, let me rephrase that. They don't have a single great player. Allen Robinson is very good. He is not great. Allen Robinson has been a moderately successful receiver, having played with Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky throughout his whole career. Yeah, Allen Robinson was on my fantasy football team world. last he's year. Not, he's not bad, but I'm saying he's not Julio he's Jones or DeAndre Hopkins. No, he's just a yeah, 60 he's, yards he's, and a touchdown very type player. He's not great. He's, he's really good. Happy. Um, I, I have the Giants in that game. I have um, Keeping up with my... The 2-0? Keep, keep, keeping up with my Giants, giving people false promises. Oh, so you're not going to have continuing the success. Like, oh, no, not at all. You're, you're, you're getting a little bit. They'll go two and oh, win two big games, beat a playoff Steelers team, go win, go win in Chicago, and then go two and 14. That would be such a yeah. Giants thing. That's pretty realistic. Exactly. Um, Let's see. Rams at the Eagles. 
one o'clock game for an LA team. I do not like that at all for the Rams. I mean, give me the Eagles at home versus the Rams. Yeah, absolutely. I got the Eagles. I have the Eagles as well. Uh, the Rams in their Those ugly so uniforms. Every new uniform is ugly this year. This is a tough. Well, yeah, I disagree. I, the I Chargers are nasty. Yeah. Here, Chargers here are we go. Falcons far. at the Cowboys, one o'clock. This is a tough one. Much as I hate to say it, I like the Cowboys in this I'll one. Take the, I'll take the Cowboys at home. Yeah, just because it's at home. If it was in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. I, I think Atlanta's better than anyone thinks. Like, I think everyone's thinking the NFC South is a two-team race and everyone else sucks. Not that it, not that I'd ever pick Atlanta. I just feel like calling them off before the season starts is – is a little premature. They, just, they haven't made the playoffs since they, they blew a 28-3 lead. They, well, they, finished, they finished last season 7-2, and two, and no one remembers that. And yeah, I know, but just the fact that, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not doubting them, but it's just until I see it, I'm not going to pick it. Yeah, no. It, it's, again, I'm not going to pick it. I'm just saying don't be surprised if it happens. Oh, yeah, no, definitely won't be. I'm just, you know, if I'm going to, if my biggest – issue with all my picks are going to be that I had the Falcons being way worse than they actually are than whatever. Everyone else had that same thing. Uh, let's see. Panthers at the Bucks. Tom Brady's first home game. Give me the Buccaneers. I don't think the Panthers have a team. Yeah. Like, not, me the, not the Panthers are bad because I think the Panthers are 1-0 at this point, I'm pretty sure. But well, you, I, 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 have, I had them losing. I'm pretty sure they don't have that kind of team where they're going to go win in Tampa Bay. Especially, yeah. especially the Bucks with this new team, their first home game, that's going to be a nuts environment. Well, yeah, I have the Buccaneers as well. Um, and I had the Cowboys in the previous game. Yeah. All right. So 49ers at the Jets. Eh, 49ers. They don't go. I don't care what coast it's on. Yeah, 49ers. <laughs> All right, the Jets just <laughs> I, got to football. Football. I think it's as simple as that. All right. Everyone pick the Niners? Yeah. Broncos at the Steelers, both playing on a short week after playing on Monday. One o'clock. I'm going to take the Steelers at home because I feel like an older team's more likely to take a short week better than a road than a young team on the road. Yeah, I I like Steelers at home. Yeah, I picked the Steelers uh, again. Coming off a Monday night, I think is something the NFL needs to improve on. I think these shortened weeks. um, The Pats have a shortened week coming up that the Rams were complaining about, where they have. they play Sunday in LA and then Thursday in LA. It's like, well, I mean, what? How else do you want to yeah. do it? <laughs> I don't. They'd rather have them travel yeah, back no. to New England. This, this one's not as bad because both the Steelers and the Broncos are ha- under the same situation. Like, I think every team that play well, actually, it's it's, it's way easier when it's a than when there's two Monday night games because you're not playing the same team ever again every week. But I think minimizing the amount of times teams play on a short week is, I think, important. Oh yeah, I agree. So, yeah, so we all pick the Steelers in that one? Yeah. All right. Jaguars yes. at the Titans. Give, this is the Titans. I don't think that. Right. Yeah, I, I got all the Titans. This could well. be a little bit of a trap game. Lions at the Packers. I'm going to pick the Packers, but Packers. I, re- I appreciate the, I have the Lions at 1-0 and right now. And the Packers at 0 We all have the Lions at 1-0 because they played the Bears in week one. But I'm pretty sure the Packers at 0-1. But, well, I, we, but I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the Packers just because it's a safe pick at home. Yeah, I have the Packers as well. Um, yeah, I had them losing. Yeah, I think, I think it's to I the Vikings. They, I think they, they go two Minnesota game. week one. Yeah, they do. So I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers going zero and two 
I think at some point he's going to beat some of these lower level teams by himself. And I think this is going to be a good example of Bills that. at the Dolphins. This is tough. I think the Dolphins, their first home games, it's, first home games are always kind of a toss up because those places, it's always a better crowd. Early season. Yeah. No, you stop crowd. saying the word crowd. We that really is, don't know if that's going to Oh, that's facts. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I think home field advantage definitely means something if you're playing east-west games just because of the time difference. Yeah, I have the Dolphins in this game. Um, I don't know what it is about the best team in the AFC East losing in Miami, but the Pats do it that's, seemingly that's every the, year. <laughs> and so hopefully, hopefully it's the Bills, the Bills here. Just to defend what I said earlier. Because I feel like it'd be really stupid. That means I should people... take the Dolphins to defend what I said, but not. Well, you, I, well, you can think the Bills are the fourth best team and not think the Dolphins are a top three team. Not Phil. All right. Did we all make our picks for that one? Yeah. All right. This is a yeah. good one o'clock game. Vikings at the Colts. This is the hardest one all week for me to pick, for I'll, sure. I'll, I'll take the Colts. Yeah, I got Colts. I'm not, I'm not, I'm I have the Colts as well. I think this is a statement win for the Colts. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have been following that uh, Madden sim. I did watch this one. I forget Willie Sneed like is the leading challenge. receiver in the entire league. Like, the whole thing is dumb because the Pats are 0-4. Well, I don't know about the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. The Colts had, like, I think they were one of the best teams in the AFC. So, I don't know. Maybe Willie Sneed is going to have a breakout year. And <laughs> the, uh, the Colts will be the All best right. team. Redskins at the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, I have the Cardinals, too. I, I would love to see Chase Young just demolish Kyler Murray. That could happen. I think the Redskins are built very similar, similarly to the 49ers. Just they're a couple years away. But, like, the makings of the team, I think, are there. All right, Ravens at the Texans. I'm thinking the Ravens. I don't think the Texans are very good. Yeah, Ravens. Ravens. Riding out the Ravens. I don't see them losing Definitely many not. games this year. As, as bland I mean, again, I don't know if I'm going to bang on them in the playoffs, but regular season, they're going to be very good. This is tough. Chiefs at the Chargers. First game for the Chargers in the new L.A. place. Again, maybe not a crowd, but. Yeah, no crowd. It's a Chargers game. No, but I think when the Chargers move <laughs> people are going to go just to see the venue, not the Chargers. Yeah, because everyone wants to go see Tyrod Taylor play football. They'll go see an yeah. MLS game. Chargers, Chargers are- In case you can't tell, I got the Chiefs that game. Yeah, I, 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 I have the Chiefs, Chiefs as well. playing week three in case but they I mean, look. Ooh, the Chiefs are playing. It's, it's are very playing nice to see. Uh, next week. Oh, give me, hmm. give me, give that's me a good Chargers. point. I bet they over, but I bet they overlooked the Chargers in LA no. for a statement win. LA's got a really good team playing week three. They're gonna both be two and L going into that game. I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah. Give me the Chargers at home. I'm taking yeah, the Chiefs. Right, it's 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 nice to see uh, when we look at defenses. Like the past three teams, the best player on the defense is an Ohio State edge rusher. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Pass at, at the Seahawks <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, that's giving the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, unfortunately, 
primetime game for the Patriots. Primetime at know. home in Seattle, they don't lose those games ever. All right. Last one, Monday night, Saints at the Raiders. First game in Vegas. Yeah, I just don't think the Raiders are a good enough team to make, make amends on a home game. I Give me the Saints. Yeah, give me the Saints. Yeah, I mean, Raiders lose their last game in Oakland, so they're going to lose their first game and, in Vegas. And the one game in between two, but that's besides the point. All right. <laughs> so let's. So that was, that was a good second episode. Tomorrow. Or, we had technical difficulties. Yeah, like no got through them. And just want to give a uh, quick shout out to Anchor for making it really fun and easy to make a podcast. We, we didn't really think it would be this easy, but all you have to do is kind of join and press a button. And then Gonzo edits out the part where we look like yeah. idiots. But other than that, it's been a really fun exactly. experience. It's free, easy yeah. to use. Highly recommend. Highly recommend if you're like us and thinking about starting a podcast. All right. I mean, I didn't even really think about starting a podcast. It was just super yeah. easy, and I was like, "Why not?" Now, even if it doesn't day. blow up, it's just a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. for the next one, big thing that we're going to talk about: um, Dan Graziano came out on ESPN and said that he thinks that Jordan Love will win more Super Bowls as a Packer than Aaron Rodgers. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert: He is correct. I don't know about that. Ooh. Well, we'll see. Ooh. 